Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to episode four. Episode four. Pop Goes the Weasels podcast. Yes. This... I am still Allie. I'm still Mike. And this week was um, <laughs> this week was rough. Well, first of all, it was two weeks. We should first apologize. Oh, yeah. Since, uh, we're, we're on a two-week turnaround this episode. We are. Well, and it's because this time around, uh, I had to read a book and not just watch a movie uh-huh. or a TV show. You were you had to read a 156-page children's book. It felt so much longer than that. What did you have to read this time, huh? Uh, this time, I read The Babysitter's Club, book one, uh, Christie's Great Idea. Correct. Written by Anne M. Martin, published in 1986. And, uh, whew, that was a big ask. <laughs> this was an insane thing to do. Uh, Me choose that? Me choose Babysitter's Club? Yeah, well, it ended up because, so I read, I read the bulk of it before we went away for Valentine's Day for our anniversary uh, that we do uh, every year up to Indian Springs. In Calistoga. In Calistoga. Uh, what was weird was finishing out the last, I would say, half of the book poolside uh, at a resort uh, as a grown man reading uh, Babysitter's Club. Yeah, I think it was really important that you read this on an iPad. Or on a Kindle, which I'm really glad you did. Oh, yeah. God, no. There's no way I would have wanted that cover flopping around. I, I honestly did. I legit wanted, like, a hard copy of the book. Right, but that's a better look for you than for me being a 39-year-old <laughs> man, poolside, with children running around, yeah. uh, reading a paperback of the babies. I'm, I'm assuming they're paperback. I'm, I'm assuming there were no hard copies of this tome ever put out. I, I It's hard for me to say. But I definitely had soft copies. Well-worn, garage sale, library sale, lent, borrowed, stolen copies of many, many, many of these books. So how many of these books are there in the entire series? Ooh, it's something I really should have looked up. I'm going to guess over 200. That's insane to me because this first book was absolute garbage. (laughs) So for anyone who hasn't read the babysitter's club which astonishes me that those people exist. Do you, I can't remember. Do you give a synopsis cuz I chose it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I'll I'll give you a synopsis. Okay. Let's hear your synopsis. Uh okay. Uh this book uh really could have been 3 pages long. Um a sociopath a budding sociopath <laughs> named Christy comes up with her great idea of Gathering her friends into indentured servitude. They make their money. They they made just enough for a pizza party at one point. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and that pizza party, they each needed to contribute three dollars. Right. Okay. So, what's their club for? The, their club is to provide babysitting services to the people of this thankfully fictitious town, where all the parents seem very willing to entrust their children to. By their own admission, terribly inept people <laughs> to become professional babysitter. Anyway, uh, apparently, so you can call them one day a week between the hours of five thirty and six to schedule your babysitting needs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One call, reach four babysitters. Right, and it is 
absolutely insane. It's put on by Christy, who is... Christy Amanda Thomas. Who is a sociopath. I'm going to disagree with you there. Do we want to get right into it, or do you want to complete your synopsis? Uh, okay, well, okay, here's the rest of the synopsis. Uh, Christy decides to get her friends together for a club that she is then the president of. That Voted unanimously. Yeah, but like she kind of pressured everybody into it, and then was like, "Oh, oh by the way, you're you're good at art. Why don't you do our ad to one of our other friends?" Um, they're insane and bad people. Well, Christy is a bad person. Um, hates her mother's boyfriend. Yeah, that's all a little much. And then... So there's Christy, then there are three other founding members. Yeah, there's Christy, there's Marianne, there's Stacy, and there's Claudia. So what's the deal with the other three? Okay. What are your uh, quick, high-level senses Stacy is the new girl in town, uh, who will be pregnant by, I'm sure, book two. Oh my gosh. Um, Marianne is basically a in-the-closet lesbian who... Is she is she is Christie's peppermint patty? I don't know what that reference means. So, like in Charlie Brown, there was like Lucy and peppermint patty, and we can get into the peanuts at another time. But basically, that was the dynamic there. And then Claudia, who is arguably the only real, genuinely full-formed human of the entire group, <laughs> uh, who is um, also is pointed out to me uh, the only person of color. Uh-huh. Uh, possibly in the entire town, except no, for, except for her incorrect. sister and family. Uh, her sister is a character that I would have liked to know more about because she was a genius who they all shit on her for being a genius. Well, she sounded like a real piece of garbage, that Janine. Well, she, she? any time that they brought in Janine, the genius, uh, she made valid points. Like, about uh, should there be an apostrophe for the ass? Or, like, the she was... She was trying to be helpful. Janine is a female mansplainer. Yeah, but and like she can really keep it. I'm uh, really, right. I, I'm not a fan of Janine. Janine was the only one I was a fan of, mm-hmm. and only because we only got to we had little glimpses of Janine. Yeah, but so Janine is like the one smart person that they make fun of for being smart endlessly, and not only make fun of, but like actively dislike her. I think they actively dislike her because she's one of their, like, she's an older sister and she's, like, such a know-it-all bitch. Like, she sucks. I would hate her, too. I wouldn't Uh, be nearly so rude, but I would also not have been into what Janine was bringing to the table. All right. Well, okay, so, I mean, and then, uh, okay, so to wrap up the synopsis of this insanity that could have been three pages long, (laughs) uh, she, uh, they form a babysitter club. Uh, oops, one of their first assignments, she has to babysit dogs. Uh, she hates her, uh, Christy hates her mom's boyfriend, who is kind of an awesome dude. Yeah, he seems completely nice. Seems kind of cool. Yeah. And, and then, like, uh, there is, uh, a pizza party. Uh, somebody, they, they body shame this poor girl through the entire thing, thinking that she is, uh, on the diet for, like, uh, like looks wise reasons, but it turns out that she's diabetic and didn't want to tell her friends that she was diabetic. Cause she lost friends in New York. Uh, why? These are fiction. Like, no, no, you don't lose friends for being diabetic. You don't know. I, I mean, okay. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Ah, ah drink. <laughs> We're still doing the fair enough thing. 
<laughs> I'll say you really are. Mm. So, okay. So, thank you for that <laughs> all too brief synopsis with <laughs> zero opinion whatsoever in there. Oh, I thought I layered on the opinion pretty heavy. <laughs> this movie, or this, I'm sorry, this book was a giant piece of shit. Man, that's, like, and I know we're going to go through this every single time I pick something. Not every time. Uh, so far I'm 0 for 2. Clifford and the Babysitter's Club book, I think were two <laughs> choice. I, I don't think that it was because they were your picks that I thought they were shitty. I think that they were be- they were shitty. Yeah, I, I, the Babysitter's Club books, like, I saw the movie, I believe the movie, which I've been kind of threatening to make you watch, which I 100% still will, because the book made me totally want to rewatch the movie, but the movie, one, came out in, like, 1996 or 1998, and so I was, like, a little bit older, but these books, like, I just love them. I love these. I love Sweet Valley High. My mom seemed more into letting me read these, because... They were less, like, written Laguna Beach, which is basically what Sweet Valley High was. Mm. Um, and and rereading it, I will say it didn't 100% stand up from a writing quality perspective. Oh, I can't wait until we get into the notes section <laughs> yeah. of this. Because yeah. I took notes. Oh, me too. Okay. <laughs> But basically, I still really enjoyed... I think Christy sucks. Christy has a terrible personality. We can get on board with that. We both agree that Christy is terrible. What I I would also like to say about this episode, especially because it was... We'd been talking about it for like a solid two weeks, and then you like read a few pages and then really need to psych yourself up for the other 150. But... Never, I mean, I did, we had to say to each other so many times, like, oh, God, let's just, let's save it. Let's just save this for the podcast. Yeah. Because your contempt was so blazing. It, okay, so it starts, yeah, it started right <laughs> off the bat, yeah. my contempt. And, like, I went into it, I would say, with an open mind. Yeah, I would too. I would say that I went into this with an open mind. However. You went in a little excited, honestly. I was curious. Yeah. Uh, what I... So I started taking notes immediately. Same. Uh, one of the first, I mean, I'm not sure what the actual page number is in on the iBook app that mm-hmm. I read this on. It's page two. Right in the middle of page two is the first clue that Christy is probably a terrible person. I have a guess of what that quote is because I guess I highlighted the same one. So she was a dick to her teacher, which understandable. All yeah. kids are dicks to their teachers, but... Her ex- explanation was, I felt bad, but I couldn't help what I had done. I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like that, that I, I couldn't help what I'm done, so eh, it's okay. Yeah. And this is the woman who's going to start a childcare service. Well, again, they're also, like, 11 years old. Uh, yeah, they're so. 12, I think. But 12 also is like, I look, I, I know that I had babysitters that were probably slightly older than this when I was a little kid. Oh, I 100% babysitted, baby, babysat, babysat. When I babysitted when I was 12. But I'm just I'm just guessing that the parents wouldn't think that one of the first thoughts out of the get-go of the person who's coming up with this club idea is, eh, you know, sometimes I do evil shit, but that's eh, just how it is. It's not evil. She talked back to a teacher, and as someone who talked back to a lot of teachers, 
It's not great. Under- uh, see, I think her, like the initial clue for her being the worst is on page one. I'm proud to say it was totally my idea, even though the four of us worked it out together. Like, Ooh, yeah. okay, Christy. Yeah. Okay, my exact note was, I mean, what a bitch. She's just, yeah, so like, she, and I sometimes, like, when I was little growing up, I definitely thought she was like, I preferred Christy to Marianne, because Marianne is just such a doormat. But yeah. upon rereading, uh, Christy really needs to to really rein it in. Yeah. So okay. So I'm glad you brought up Marianne because one of my next notes was probably just two pages later, where she's explaining how uh, Marianne's uh, has to ask permission to do things. Uh-huh. I believe. Uh huh. Because, and I quote, Marianne's father is the only family she's got. Her mother is dead and has no brothers or sisters. Unfortunately, her father's pretty strict. Like, yeah. okay, maybe don't shit on the dead girl's mom all of a sudden, like right off the bat. Yeah, it's it's a little blunt. The approach is a little blunt, definitely. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she's a think for herselfer. Yeah, she is. She's very bold. Um, she also has a line on, well, when she's talking about, uh, sassing the teacher, which she specifically did because it was the first warm summer day. And I remember those being very challenging to sit through class. She shouted hooray. And then she said, I was just so glad that it was time to get out of there. I like school and everything, but sometimes enough is enough, which. Right. Understand. Okay. No, I remember being a kid and thinking that also would bother me. Grown up. Or all grown up also. But what bothered me was that they made it such a point to – so our teacher got like a little pissed, understandably, yeah. but he uh-huh. was cool. But wanted her to write a, I believe, 100-page essay or something. 100-word. 100-word essay. Not 100. You're right. 100-page essay would have been crazy. 100-word essay on what decorum means. Yeah. And like she's like, ah, oh, well, I'm going to have to look up what decorum means. Like, okay, you got 100 words to do it. You spent more than 100 words dissing your dead friend's sister, your dead, the dead mother of your friend. So, uh-huh. like, maybe you do need to look up decorum. So here's a question. Are, were you able to set aside your hatred for Christy at any point in this book? It appears <sighs> not. It, so it's not hatred, it's fear. Because I think <laughs> that she's going to grow up to uh, just... Be the worst kind of entrepreneur. Mm. Like I – so many times during this, I just thought – and I think I, I made this joke to you while we were sitting there poolside. Um, is she going to like – like later in the books, does she like turn into like a pimp basically? Does she do like – is is there a babysitter's club after dark? Because I know that there's other books like there's the babysitter's mysteries. Oh, or, I loved the babies. That's what I should have had you read. But babies. I felt like you needed a you needed a background. Yeah, into you that. needed yeah. a background into the characters. Well, okay. So in Babysitters Club Mystery are I mean, do they like form another club where they're solving crimes and shit, or is it like to my recollection? And I definitely have not. I believe there was a mystery that was uh, book 101. I believe and. Wait, wait, wait. I believe it was excellent. It was the mystery of book 101, or it was the 101st book? It was the 101st book. I said that really unclearly. 
I believe. But and I feel like I can remember the cover, and they were a lot thicker, and I was I was so amped. I was like, oh god, I got three hundred pages of this one now. Because what I like is exactly what you hated. You were like, the book could have been three pages. It was, you know, like, but I love that it's kind of all exposition, and then like nothing really happens. Well, it's that's like a, just kind of easy day to day, which is probably why I love that. That okay storytelling. You just nailed it. What my problem was with it because it was all exposition. And nothing really happened. It was like listen. It was like reading the transcript of somebody describing a dream, like mm. one of their. Have you ever had to sit through somebody describing one of their dreams that like all the time? But like not somebody that you know really well. That was the thing. This would be this. Yeah, I, this yeah. entire book reminded me of like being on public transportation and there being a crazy person describing their dream. Okay, all right. I think I think it's a little much. I don't. It's, it's a kid who like had this frankly good idea pre cell phone. It's not a bad idea. I'm gonna get real defensive of the, of the BSC right now. Okay, fair enough. Se- uh, <sighs> second of all, Christy d- didn't come up with this idea on her own, but she had the support of her friends. Mm-hmm. They d- they were successful. They gave childcare to children. It brought her and her soon to be stepdad together. I, you know, yeah. yes, I dislike her approach, and yes, she sucks, but, like, I don't know, she's, she was, she's, a, yes, she's kind of shitty in this first book, and Marianne's pathetic for way longer, but for Stacey and Claudia, you will be unsurprised now, we're always my favorite characters. They would be my favorite characters in this as well. <laughs> they would be. What is it? Wouldn't it be they are? I mean. <laughs> or you're not, you're unwilling to pick a favorite. I don't feel that. I am allowed to have a favorite twelve-year-old girl. Yeah, you're making this so much creepier than it needs to be. My stars. You made me read the Babysitters Club. Yeah, but but again, most of what I'm going to be having you watch or read are going to be things that like I read as like a ten-year-old or six-year-old kid. Uh, full. No, I fully understand that. Fully understand that. But you can also understand my misgivings of it and going into it a little bit. Um, well, I mean, let's face it. We already brought up, there's a reason I put this on my iPad and didn't uh, go out and pick up a copy to carry around with me. I feel like this podcast just took a really sinister turn and we really painted ourselves into a corner. Yeah. Is sinister? I think it was destined to be a sinister turn when we were adults reading children's books. But... But honestly, I mean, it. Yes, it was. Christy did have a great idea. <laughs> I will say that that the title was completely accurate. Christy had a great idea. I mean, the community responded. The yeah, they the really. The community did. of Stony Brook rallied around these gals mm-hmm. and needed the babysitting help. Right, it's a great idea. It also, well, so the the part where they put their uh, their ad in the paper, uh huh, really reminded me of like. I remember it was like the late '90s. I think I put an ad in the paper looking for a roommate uh, when I first moved down to the Bay Area, and I put an ad in the uh, the weekly, like the East Bay Express or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and I imagine that it was a very similar process. <laughs> so that made that that made me wistful for another time. <laughs> but like, honestly, like, but but take that to today's cuz i'm looking at it through eyes now not like the eyes of a 10-year-old kid reading this or as a grown-up in the mid 80s 
Right. Which was a the different time. Right. So I think that like looking at it through very jaded 2018 lenses, like my immediate thought was like, so trying to like take what was on the page and build my world around it, like to become invested in the, in the story. I just, I imagine them instead of being on the paper, like if they were to put up an ad, like on Craigslist and that would immediately get into the babysitter club mystery as to, uh, these children all just disappeared. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very battle-worn when it's my turn. When it's my week to choose something, it sucks. <laughs> That's, I'm not saying that it sucks. It was it was because we had a, like a lot of, of fun talking about I think the book, but then we also were like, we should really save this for the podcast. But it was fun. I mean, it was fun to get the glimpse into something you loved when you were a kid, which was the whole point of this. And I'm tr- I'm really trying to not be a Christie here, and you know just shit all over it. Huh? Uh, but what do you think? How would you rate yourself on that? Oh, it's solid D. Okay, solid D. Yeah, I would say you're high into Christie territory currently. Right, but she's the worst. She's not great. She's okay. definitely, definitely very not great. She cools out a little bit in subsequent books. And what I also liked is that the different books, like they would focus on. Like, number three, I believe, is, it's not called Stacy's Secret, but it basically is, and it's, like, all about her having diabetes. Spoiler, uh. spoiler alert to a 32-year-old book, in case I just <laughs> ruined the first one for anyone. And, and Claudia won all about her art, and then, like, her not doing well in school, because she just wants to do her art, and her mm-hmm. parents, and one about her grandmother, sweet Mimi. Is that her name? Yeah, Mimi. Her adorable Japanese grandmother who lives with them. Oh, okay, yeah. And came up to, like, be the peacemaker. There's one about her dying. Oh. That's what grandparents do. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it, it really runs the gamut about Marion getting a boyfriend. Logan. Um, so, basically. Well, let's talk about Marion and Logan really quick. Because earlier, and while I was making dinner tonight... You texted me the BuzzFeed uh, <laughs> test that you found and took, uh, where uh, it was like, what Babysitter's Club character are you? Yeah, of all people, I did not expect to get Marianne. You got Marianne, and yeah. I got Logan, Yeah, who you've informed me go on to date. Yes. So usually I scoff at those uh, BuzzFeed quizzes, Uh huh. but, um, you know, hey, maybe maybe they got us nailed. Maybe you're maybe Marianne, so. maybe I'm Logan. Um, I don't re- Logan was in this book? No, he wasn't. Okay. He was in subsequent books. That, okay, there we go. Yeah. But in the, in the BSC canon, he, he plays a good, there are so many other great characters. Marion gets a stepsister named Dawn, who, and I give her shout outs on every episode because I talk to her about this podcast constantly, but Vicky really liked Dawn a lot. Vicky, so what, like, tell me about Dawn. She had just moved to Stony Brook from California, was really into uh, recycling, and was really nice and into the earth. Hmm. Was a little bit of a hippie. Okay. Yeah. Did Christy hate her immediately and then they become friends? Correct, yes. Man. Yeah. Christy is not great. Okay. But I also like that, like, then Christy acts as the villain in all of the, not the villain, but that basically there kind of isn't a villain. It's just like... Just stuff that happens to them, which I really, that's my ideal scenario. But then I also do like mysteries. So the Babysitter's Club Mysteries, I really enjoyed. Okay. 
So, like, down the road, there's a chance you're going to have me what, read a Babysitter's Club mystery. Yes, there's a very high chance of it, though, uh, based on the fun level I'm currently experiencing, <laughs> it seems like a medium likelihood. The movie you're 100% watching now. Uh, we'll watch the Babysitter. Will that be, like, a supplemental? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, does the- every, like, 10 episodes, we just do a Babysitter's Club one. So, <laughs> wow. So, so does the movie, the Babysitter's Club movie, does it, is it just the first book or do no. they combine? They combine many. Many books. Well, because, so I'm reading on my phone, it was like, on my phone it said it was like 214 pages. Oh, wow. But, I mean, those are phone screen size pages. Oh. So how many pages are the app, like the actual, if, if I had gone and gotten a paperback copy. I think I looked it up. I think it was about 150. Okay. I think so. And then there are shorter one there are shorter ones that are like Babysitters Club Junior. They have like junior members. Karen Watson, uh Christie's future stepdad's daughter becomes one of them. Um So wait, they're they're younger ba- like later. do they babysit kids also? They like come and assist. Uh so like babysitter club interns. Basically. Hmm. Then there was a girl named Jessie who was a ballet dancer. She's pretty great. I mean, there are just some really Terrific characters. The movie is also phenomenal. Larissa Olenek is in it. The girlfriend from Orange County plays Christy. Orange County, the movie, not the TV show. Um, Ellen Burstyn is in it. Who else is in it? Uh, Ellen Burstyn. Rachel Lee Cook is in it. Okay. It's terrific. Who's Ellen Burstyn? She, um, She was in... Uh, Requiem, Requiem for a Dream. She was in uh, Divine Secrets to the Yaya Sisterhood. I don't imagine you saw that one, unless I made you watch it. No. Um, she's been in many, many, many things. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's a great movie. We will definitely, definitely watch it. Um, but, so getting back to the book. Okay. Something that happened at the very beginning that... I know I would have been... So, well, first of all, I know I was so jealous that they all lived in this, like, tiny town across the street from one another. Because growing up in San Francisco, that was always a real dream. You know, getting to just, like, go to your... Walk to your friend's house and walk home by yourself. Again, the stats on missing children in the 80s are just staggering. So... Right. It's not a vouch for that. But I remember, like, reading it and feeling very envious. Uh, but I really liked Marianne is not allowed on the phone after dinner, which like Mr. Spear is up, but fine. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, she, he can he can really take it down a few notches too. I think a lot of the people in this book can scale back their personalities. Do they ever? Did I miss? Did they ever say how her mom died? I'm sure they do at some point. Oh, I think, no, they did in this. I think they said it was cancer. I think. Uh, okay. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, but so Christy and Marianne developed a secret uh, flashlight language, right. which they also use in Now and Then. But she's like flashing her these very long coded messages. Right, I do. Yeah, I remember that. So how goddamn advanced was this flashlight language? It had to be pretty advanced. Well, so I remember doing something kind of similar. There was this uh, this girl and her sister that lived down the street from us in Quincy. And we didn't use flashlights, but I remember, like, uh, banging a brick. Like, there was just bricks and rocks all over the place in Quincy. It was very, <laughs> very, like, post-apocalyptic town. Okay. Uh, but no, I remember banging rocks, like, 
clank, clank. <laughs> and you get one back, clank, clank, clank. And it was like, uh, yeah, okay, and come over, we have snacks. And I think they had a pool in their backyard. So it was just the one goat that it was, come over, we have, kind of was, can I come over? And then it was, come over, we have snacks? Yeah, that was basically all you needed. So if they responded with one, or they responded with, they responded back with two, then what? I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't need an advanced code, though. I mean, we're, we weren't trying to um, start a business empire. We I just like <laughs> snacks and swimming. Like, so and you still do. I still do. Weekend. Yeah, snacks and swimming. Um, so question for you. How did you feel about the depiction of Christy's mom in it? I thought that she would, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of backflow. I mean, I just kind of felt like it was the standard mom kind of archetype or trope. Like her mom like got mad at her when she was being rude to her boyfriend and like sent her to her room and she was like always exasperated and the single mother of, of what, four kids? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, let's get on to, to David Michael, the little brother. Um, well, on the mom, let me let me. On the mom, the mom, the mom seemed fine. I mean, she seemed like a. And maybe this was again reading it from my age, but like I really felt for the mom and yeah, for Watson, the totally. the boyfriend, like, like the all the rest of the kids, like that's the thing. I think they should have stopped here because all the, all the other, David Michael, the little the littlest brother, um, who had two names. Um, that always annoyed me. And then her old, like, was it like Charlie and Sam? Charlie and Sam. I wanted to say Josh and Sam, but Charlie and Sam all liked this dude. Yeah, and he was like bringing them over pizza, or, like Chinese food and stuff, and like being cool. They all liked him, like, and just being nice. And the mom was clearly so happy. Right. Whereas, like, Christy kept storming off and being like purposefully rude to him, like, and going out of her way. Yeah, she was horrible. There was even a passage in there where she was sat and thought for a second about what what the rudest thing she could possibly say to him would be. Yeah. But, like, maybe if you're going to be watching and responsible for children, maybe you should have the self, like, introspection to say, like, hey, maybe I'm the problem. She's still 12. Right. She is so still I can't 12. I imagine you at 12 were saying, maybe I'm the problem. Oh, no, no. At 12 years old, much like now, I automatically assume everybody else is wrong. (laughs) So I get that. But I just said, I'm just. She was totally shitty to him. I I really liked how the mom was portrayed. And, you know, having read it as a little kid, I like, yeah, kind of same thing, like just standard mom, you know. But Mm -hmm. then in rereading it, I liked how they talked about divorce. I thought that was kind of interesting and it wasn't this like big you know rightfully traumatic melancholic issue yeah she was like my dad's kind of an asshole he lives in california i don't see him much my mom's a single mom and has a great job i really liked that so i so i highlighted one of the quotes that was mom tries to spend a little time alone with each of us kids every day she feels guilty that she and my father are divorced and that she has to work full-time to support us She's told us so. I wish you wouldn't feel guilty. It's not her fault that her that dad ran off to California and got married again and doesn't send mom much child support money. Mom says she doesn't want more money, though. She has a terrific job at this big company in Stanford, and she likes the fact she can support us so well. It makes her feel proud and independent, but she still feels guilty. Like, God damn it! that's a really nice job of how to depict, like... You're, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, I actually, when you were doing that, I was trying to find one of my notes, because I highlighted in here... Um, Mom tries to spend a little time alone with each of his kids every day. 
She feels guilty. That's, like, that's yeah. literally what I just No, I, that's what I'm saying. I, read, I highlighted the same thing. Because, but it's that last part that I highlighted there is like uh, when she says uh, that she has to work uh, full time to support us. She's told us so. Like, they, that's how she ends that, that passage with, well, she's told us so. So what I took that to be is like, yeah, my mom works really hard and she makes a point to tell us that. So, like, I don't know. I thought it. I don't know. Christy just comes off the entire time as being very ungrateful. My God. This, okay. And the quote went on and I read it longer. I know, I know, I know. But. And then the next line is, I wish you wouldn't feel guilty. Like, I feel like you're I, doing that thing that, like, we all did it when we had to write papers, <laughs> which was like, you get the quote, like, you will cite your source, but you'll pick the exact words that make your point, not what is actually being expressed. Yeah. Okay. No, I'll let up to that. Okay. I am completely up to that. So, yeah. So that, I think, first off, I think it's great that we highlighted the same passage. Uh-huh. Which is... Very different interpretations. My note was, here, here, for child feminism. Yours is, ah, Christy, what a bitch again. <laughs> so, gosh. <laughs> This is definitely the least fun I'm having on this podcast. I I feel so defensive over this book. (laughs) I know, you do. But I do want to... You're being an asshole. I think that child feminism is a great... That's that's awesome. Yeah. Child feminism sounds cool. Well, and, you know, like... I mean, so I grew up... I was born in 86, and... As you know. And most of... I mean, now I'm not sure, but... Most of my friends' parents all had to work full-time to support a family, you know? And, and like, of course, every parent is going to feel guilty about that, but also be really proud that they're able to provide for their family. And, like, I love that it's her mom and that her dad, like, doesn't even get second billing. He just doesn't get billing because he's not even there. Like, I just thought that was kind of cool and that she wasn't, like, bemoaning it. And she was like, this is, you know, this is how it is. And imagine how hard that would be to support four kids with some deadbeat, shitty husband in California. Right. Like, I thought it was so neat. It made me happy. Okay, I'll give, maybe I was being a little too harsh. No, it's okay. Don't don't change your opinion on my behalf. Anymore. Oh, I wasn't. I'm just admitting that maybe <laughs> I was being a little too harsh, but Christy's still the worst. Christy is the worst. Um, There was... I'm trying to remember. She's babysitting a kid named Jamie, I think. Uh... Oh, yeah. She was trying to set up her club while she's babysitting this kid. Uh, he fell off one of the swings. Uh, she ran over and checked him. No bumps, no skin knees. Still crying. Uh, where does it hurt? I asked him. Uh, he says, everywhere. Um, at this point, she had had Marianne uh, over there also, and there were some other kids that she was babysitting. They decided to, like, tag team it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they basically forget about the kid getting hurt, threw him some cookies, and it was like, luckily, Jamie's accident was long be- long forgotten by the time his mom came home. So let me ask you, how much did you babysit? Not at all, really. Yeah. That's like, yes, of course, you make sure the kid isn't hurt, but like, normally the kid is not hurt, you know, and they're just screaming to scream and like. 
Okay, okay, you got me there. I don't have the babysitting <laughs> experience. Though. Obviously, if the kid is injured, you're not, like, throwing, like, an unconscious concussed child cookies. Like, <laughs> eat it! Yeah, well, the knee isn't scratched, so he's fine. Like, no, but, like, you're really just looking to... It's like, you know that cut of the Mrs. Doubtfire, um, like, preview? And they recut it to look like a horror movie? Oh, have yeah. Have seen that? I feel like that's what you're doing here, and it's just... Instead of Christy's great idea, it's Christy is a cunt. And the, the entire <laughs> book was just you like, see, I'm right again. See, she's the worst. Okay, well. But she is terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like Christy. I just think there are other awesome factors about this story and this book that I really appreciated, even upon reading it and going. Because all my notes are like, Jesus, Christy, come on. Or Christy is just too much. Or what a bitch. But, like, I totally get it. She's terrible. But that isn't the only element of the story. No, it's point. not. But I think that I was kind of primed for that because you kept telling me beforehand, it's like, oh, man, you're going to hate Christy. She's the worst. No, I didn't. I intentionally you, didn't say anything. You did. And I said, I'm so interested to get your thoughts on Christy. Then you read the first two pages and you were like, she's the worst. And then I was like, she is the worst. Okay, so maybe you compounded my initial thought of <laughs> Yeah, that. it's my fault here. <laughs> I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying that you also agreed with me to some extent. No, no, no she's terrible. That this little cunt is terrible. Yeah. I mean, okay. another line which really irritated me was, because another I, big, like... I just want to back up for a second. I apologize for calling a very fictional 12-year-old girl a cunt. I should not have done that. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. I think I probably did, too. Oh, um, several times already. I'm sure you... <laughs> she's terrible. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would say one of the major conflicts of the, this book, they're in the seventh grade, and... Christy and Marianne still are, like, really don't feel super mature. They just stop playing with dolls. They don't care about boys, blah, blah, blah. Then there are the more fast-living Claudia and Stacy. Stacy's from yeah. the big city, and Claudia's just arty and cool and, like, wants to express herself. Right. And so Christy goes over to her house, and it's, Claudia, I gasp, your face, you look like... I couldn't stop myself saying in time, you got made up for the circus. I mean, it's just, it's so colorful. Right. No, honestly, Claude, you don't need makeup. You've got such a beautiful face. Like, go fuck yourself, Christy. Yeah. Maybe Claudia just wants to express herself. Right. Honestly, if there was one character in here that I really liked the most, it was Claudia. Claudia Kishi, she's amazing. And her sister, Janine. I'm 99% sure that Vicky named her... Childhood cat Claudia Mo after Claudia Kishi. I'm pretty sure on that. I'll double check. Uh, okay. But. Well, so we've already talked about. Uh, I'm, we're getting. We're getting because this was such an important book to so many people. <laughs> we are uh, getting other people to chime in on this tomorrow for a little supplemental that'll come out after this. A short, a shorter uh, supplemental episode to go along with this, if you will. But we're getting we're gonna try to get Vicky, who we've talked about last episode, uh, to say something to call in about it. Send right. us a little uh, voicemail from Turkey. For a voicemail from Turkey, um, and Claudia, uh, who happens to be one of my coworkers, um, who moved to the United States from Colombia when she was a child, and the Babysitters Club books, as she told me, were the first American. Uh, books that she read as a child and did they help like did she know english moving here did that like help her learn english i think she was learning english she probably knew english a bit from 
from childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, that squeaking noise is me unscrewing a cork because guaranteed I will say fair enough again. Um, no, so I'm really, I'm really uh, anxious to get other people's takes on it, as well as my little cousins, uh, Skylar and Sydney, who uh, agreed to give their opinions on it, although they'd not read the books, only seen the movie. Mm. So, but the reason I wanted to get other people's opinions is to see, well, one, Claudia's, that story's so cute. That was like the first yeah. first book she read as a kid totally. here. That's so cute. Uh, but also, from my now nearly adult, uh, well, one of them's an adult, and the other one's almost an adult, um, little cousins, uh, their, uh, their take on the babysitter club lore, I guess, via the movie. Yeah, I just feel like the really, and this is probably something we should, like, take offline, this podcast is incredibly flawed. Oh, yeah. In that anyone who would want to just call in and talk for an hour, we would do that, to talk to us about the Babysitter's Club would have already been aware of it and would want to, like, relive relive it, you know, for nostalgia's sake from their childhoods. Well, Claudia actually went out and read. Oh, she this. actually did. She reread the first one. Yes. Okay. This, that, that really ups the ante. Excellent. Yeah. I'm in. Um, another question I have for you. Mm-hmm. And again, this probably did not resonate with you as much as it certainly resonated with me both at the time. And then again, as a 30, nearly 32 year old, the, the descriptions of the outfits, yeah. Okay, uh, I won't let you take this because the ones that are coming in my head are when she, uh, when Christy is um, describing Claudia's outfit. Uh-huh. Well, the best part of that is belt made of feathers. The belt made of feathers, like, that's right. How incredible does that sound? It sounds so cool. Whatever it is. I kind of think that you, I don't know, it seems like you would own a belt of feathers. I know, I know. Even I though you agree. hate birds. But that's well. That's yet another reason. Uh, and then I like, and this was, I think, just a few pages after that. Uh, Stacy had on a pink sweatshirt with sequins and a large purple parrot on the front. Short, tight-fitting jeans with zippers up the outsides of the legs and pink plastic shoes. Like that sounds amazing for 1986, and also kind of today. Yeah, I think a lot of those. Well, I mean, a lot of that fashion comes back as cyclical, right? Uh huh. So okay, so this came out in 1986. Yes, they were 12 years old. So. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1978. Um, well, that really hurt just saying that. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. But uh, so they would have been, you know, like what, four years older than me at the time. I would have. That math, I think. I think 78. So I would have been like, what? Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Good math. Whoa, that took me way too many steps. So I'd been like eight. They're twelve. Okay. So like they would have been babysitting me. Uh-huh. Like, I would have been the age range of one of these uh-huh. kids that they're babysitting. And so I tried to think about that a little bit, but also knowing the – the the no, now knowing reading it, it would be like – not that I would have had advanced knowledge of this somehow, but like if I think that if I was eight years old and then was able to realize that my babysitter admittedly says that she does bad things sometimes and that's just how it is. Um, like the day that she came up with this idea to to start a babysitting uh, agency would have given me a little bit of a fright. I don't think that's true. 
I mean, but who knows? What do I know? I just remember thinking of my babysitters is like there's this one I had named Trudy. I remember and like it probably so like nineteen eighty six, around the time that these these ladies are babysitting kids and taking them to the pond or the river or something. Well that my two babysitters I remember I well, there's three that I recall. Uh one was Trudy, who lovely, lovely girl. Like she still lives in Quincy. Uh-huh. Uh she babysat me all the time and would let me stay up late and watch Saturday Night Live. Nice. That that's that's a nice babysitter. And those were the good years. I mean, with like Eddie Murphy and stuff Ooh. and Joe Biscopo. I mean, because I'm very old. But <laughs> so I remember honest like I remember my babysitter letting me stay up to watch Saturday Night Live. And my mom had bought, like, this little brown trampoline, like, an indoor trampoline for, like, uh-huh. actually, like, like a Richard Simmons type thing, I think. Okay. Um, and I would curl up and, and, like, lay on that in front of the TV and watch Saturday Night Live. And it was awesome. But then I remember a more Christy-like babysitter <laughs> who was my cousin Angie, who I remember my one of my biggest memories of being babysat is they took us to the river just like just like christy and the kids took uh took these kids down to the the pond or the river and okay so yeah my other babysitter was my cousin angie and i remember her taking us down to the creek well to uh, to the feather river basically but it was uh it went through oakland camp which is this little Camp outside of Quincy. Can you give directions to it? Yeah, I'll give you yeah, directions. It's great. You go on Highway 70 until you go past uh, Teddy. Oh, my God. No, anyway, I want to go do that. Uh, but, no, what I recall about this this instance was uh, she was out there, and I think she had some friends with her, and it was the summer, the summer day, and uh, she wasn't watching what I was doing, and I started floating away down the rapids and, and was, like, bobbing up and down because I didn't know how to swim. Uh, so almost drowned. And uh, so that, I mean, I think that reading about her taking her kid, her, her kid brother down to the uh, the creek, like brought up some like. It was triggering for you? Yeah, it triggered me. It mm-hmm. brought up some flashbacks. Uh-huh. Uh, and then another babysitter who's now passed, uh, his name was Michael Melms, a uh, really great guy. But uh, he also let me stay up and watch Saturday Night Live. So out of the three babysitters that I remember having, uh, two of them were awesome and let me stay up and watch Saturday Night Live, and one of them uh, almost killed me. Well, okay. So, I mean, not bad. So maybe going into the babysitters thing was like, mm. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I really like the description of Watson. So Christy refuses to babysit for her, her uh, future stepfather's children. Right. And then after each time they babysit, that they have to write a little entry in the the babysitter's called log. Yes, which I thought was the a log. very smart idea. It was a very smart idea. They're they're no dum dums. They were very industrious. I'll give them that. They were, uh, and they they thought holistically. I think, and uh, it was. Uh, Marianne says that Watson lives in a very pretty big house. I guess he has a lot of money. He'd have to, the way he throws it around, buying Chinese food right and left and taking my mom out on dates every night. <laughs> like, so that was the first of, I would say 10 or 12 times, my notes just say goals. Goals, yeah. Yeah. He's got all that Chinese food money. The description of his house sounds amazing. Yep. Uh, I also like when they talk about... Uh, 
Watson's cat, Boo Boo. I was just going to say, and Watson has a cat. Uh, he sure does. And the description is, what a mess of a cat. When he tried to run, his belly swayed back and forth. He was gross. <laughs> it sounds like a dream cat to me. Actually, it sounds like a really awesome cat. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Watson sounded great. Yeah. He was really nice to everybody. Uh, the the youngest son, David Michael, really liked him. Uh-huh. Oh, you wanted to say something about David Michael a very long time ago. I apologize. I just, I, I'm afraid that David Michael uh, is going to grow up to be a serial killer. Yeah. 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 He's already got three names, which is like almost a prerequisite at this point. But you know the deal with that, right? What about the... Serial killers with three names? No, I need to know. It's always bugged me. Okay. And usually their middle name is Wayne. No, there are like two, I think. <laughs> Maybe more. Uh, but basically, it's it's that they give the full name because there are going to be all sorts of John Gacy's. But there aren't, you know, like, so then they just put the middle name in to differentiate from all the other people who have that first and last name. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like, it's, so somebody shows up to apply for a job. They're like, oh, I'm John Dylan Gacy. Not that other guy. They just say John Gacy. Yeah. It's still not great. Right. But it's, yeah. So that's that's my understanding of why they always talk about serial killers with all three names. i really curious. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, because, no problem. I really like true crime. Well, because recently I was just wondering, like, how many Hitlers are running around the world? Like, did you a lot I have of, wondered that a lot. Right. Like, did people just change their name? Because I've never run across any, like, I've never run across, like, a Mark Hitler. Yeah. I think a lot of people change their names. Right. And so, I mean, you don't really see a lot of Gacy's running around either. No. Or Dahmer's. Yeah. I know. I Like, again, I think some of these really major ones, but I think that's why they refer to them with all three names. If not, well. So, I'm sorry, what was, what was Christie's last name? Thomas. Thomas. So David, David Michael Thomas is a... Oodle. David Michael name. Thomas is the name of the most epic serial killer that ever lived. Yeah. Like, that's... Maybe I'll start writing fan fiction about David Michael being... Hey, is fan fiction always, like, sexual and creepy? No, right? I, it can't be, right? It can't be. But I feel like that's the only thing you hear about. So I've not read a lot of fan fiction. <laughs> I would say that I've read absolutely zero. I will say that I have read a little. There was a uh, website that was all like different Star Trek fan fiction. And yeah, some of them were like, uh, I, again, I didn't get really into it. And this was years and years ago. But I do remember there being like a subsection that was like, like erotic. And it seemed like that subsection had a lot more in it than... Yeah. I feel like I on like BuzzFeed. I I like see a lot of headlines about like Harry Potter fan fiction with like Harry and Ron. Yeah, maybe yeah. So that's anyway. That was my my side note nerddom question for you of the episode because well, I always actually let me ask you about fan because so I signed up for something on Amazon at some uh, point where I was getting like for their Kindle books like there was this whole section of like cheap ones or like ones that were like free. And there were a lot of like people writing like self-published. Yeah, I'm. Re- I think it's a blurry line. I do know for a fact that all the Fifty Shades of Grey books came out of Twilight fan fiction. That I do know. That makes complete sense because those are awful. I did. I got through, and I think we started talking about this at one point. That I had actually read. 
the first three chapters, I think, of the first uh-huh. fifty, like the Fifty Shades of Grey. Was it like a girlfriend that was laying around, or did you like go to the bookstore and get it? It was a girlfriend who thought that I should read. She's like, she's like, oh, you should, you might really like this. <laughs> Which no, no, no. that's a it is it is I, awfully I, it is terribly written. I can't do that to myself. Yeah, Babysitter's Club, fine, but not this. Oh yeah. Um, another thing I really want to make sure that we cover about this book that again were sort of goals for me was uh, the description of Watson's neighbor, Mrs. Porter. Oh, yeah! Who uh, his daughter believes is a witch. Right. Uh-huh. What she says is, it's Mrs. Porter, and she's an honest and truly witch. Mrs. Porter isn't her witch name, though. Her witch name is Morbida Destiny. Right. The big kids on the street told me so. And she eats toads and casts spells and flies to witch meeting on her broomstick every midnight. Like, that's... I wrote, I cannot wait to be this neighbor. Right. I th- Okay, so glad you brought that up. Can't believe that that part had slipped my mind because that was the actual passage that made me think that this is this book is like somebody explaining a dream to you. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds like like and so we had this babysitters club and there was this witch and she ate toads and like I don't know it just seemed like a little diversion on it. But yes, I agree. I would love to read a story about her. Yeah, same. More yeah. bit of destiny. Um, yeah, I mean. Our dear friend Dana texted me today about her dream that I was pregnant with twins, but I grew them to, I gestated them to toddlers. be two toddlers of different ages. Right. Which sounds like a nightmare. And then she told me that her dreams are sometimes prophetic, so fingers crossed against that one. Right. But, I mean, that'd be kind of like a Benjamin Buttony type thing, wouldn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, though, if you think about it, if we ended up having twins... <laughs> Twins, uh, with air quotes, that were born toddler age at different ages. Like, right off the get-go, that sounds pretty great. Does it? I mean, for the whole, like, I mean, oh, I figure yeah. toddlers will be, like, we're not going to be changing diapers all the time. It would be... Well, I mean, yeah, we kind of still are, but... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean... In any event... I hope that dream does not come true. I'm pretty sure that you giving birth to twins of different ages <laughs> is probably not going to be a thing. I, I mean, I watched Grey's Anatomy, man. I know some weird shit is possible. I know that I just read this today on uh, in the news that they had made a, a successful like human-sheep uh, hybrid embryo. Huh. That really ties into the very last note I took on this book. Which was when Claudia and Christy are fighting about fashion. Oh, yeah. And Claudia says, sheep, Claudia informed me witheringly, are in. Well, yeah. So there we go. Sheep are now in. Utero. (laughs) Utero. Nice. I was going to go with in our DNA, but yeah, no, in utero. Yeah, so I guess they cloned the sheep. Sorry, not to... No, I'm I'm explaining my dream for this, but I guess they were they were they were making sheep human hybrids to uh, see if they could successfully grow uh, organs and stuff for people out of uh, I don't know sheep and human DNA. Huh. Sounds cool. They're only allowed to keep them alive for a certain like gestation, and then they've got to like kill them or whatever. But like, I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is. Would you, ha- if you were to raise a human sheep hybrid, would you have the babysitters club uh, babysit for your uh, for our sheep baby? 
Nice tie back in. Uh, I would. I was trying to bring it back around. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not Christy. Uh, definitely not Marianne. I would take Christy over Marianne. Uh, and if Stacy and Claudia were options, a hundred percent. I would think that Claudia and Janine would be no, the ones. I don't, I don't want Janine around my kids. Uh, I think my hypothetical fake dream sheep children. I think they were saying like Janine had like a one ninety two IQ or something. Yeah, I think she's low on the social skills based on the interactions I read in this book. Right, but I mean, how socially interactive do you have to be with a sheep? I mean, well, okay, like a sheep child. Anyway, is there anything else on the book that we have not yet discussed <laughs> that we've been uh, saving for the podcast? I will. Okay, I will say that I did find it a little heartwarming and touching at the end when. Uh, towards the end, when uh, Stacy, I'm, I'm sorry, when Christy has to babysit for Watson's kids, uh-huh. um, and she actually ends up liking them, mm-hmm. and then she apologizes to her mom and to Watson, yeah. and like, and it seems like it would be everything's going to be okay. Christy's Christy's not the worst person in the world. Uh, she grew a little in this book. She grew a little in this book, yeah. But as you told me, though, in the later books, she is still a terrible piece of shit. I mean, again, I have not read these books in a solid 23 years. Like, I probably read these maybe till I was, like, 9 or 10 at the absolute outside. I don't even think that long. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to confer with Dana. I know her and I were the most into these together. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do that supplemental where we yeah. have other people's like, thoughts in. on it. Mostly because I just want people to say, like, Mike, you're dead wrong and here's why. I... And I can sit there going, I know. I would be really surprised if anybody after reading these books, or this book, I'm sorry, um, was to say, hey, Mike, you're completely dead wrong. Christy is the best. I don't think anyone would say Christy is the best, but I think I, I think her character has been somewhat unjustly maligned in the last hour. Okay, okay. Maybe Christy isn't the worst. I mean, she's not the worst person that's ever lived. I'm just saying that I think that she is uh, an awful, awful person, and I would never want her uh, watching or babysitting our... Differently aged toddler twins. <laughs> Sheep twins. Sheep twins. Um, cool, cool, cool. Fair enough. Uh, any final thoughts on the Babysitter's Club? Any any wisdom you'd like to use to wrap this episode up? Um, I, you know, honestly, I would like to, uh, now having a little bit of a day's distance from reading <laughs> it and having a little time to process it, I'm wondering if... And I, this is not an open invitation for you to make me read more of these books. <laughs> uh, but I would like to know where this ends up going. Like, do they end up creating, like, a babysitter's app, like, years and years down the road? Are they, like, are they the Amazon of babysitting? Do they, where do they go with it? You told me that there was, like, a little more risque versions of it, like, when they're a little bit older and, like, one of them moves back to California and does right. something... Oh, I did? You did. Like, I think it was along the line, like, the babysitter's mysteries, and then there was, like... Yeah. I'll have to look into it, because now I'm curious. I want to know how many books there are. I want to know, like... Because they weren't so much sequential, you know, as it was just, like, small episodes in each of their lives. Okay. 
Like, yes, they sort of built on one another, but, like, you didn't need to read one through a hundred to read The Babysitter's Mystery of Book 101. So, okay, so that they did splinter off into, like, there's Babysitter's, like, Little Sisters, there's yeah, Babysitter's exactly. Mysteries. Yeah, exactly right. Is there one, like, I think that it could go to where it's, like, Babysitter's Club Silicon Valley, where they create the, they turn this into <laughs> oh a God, I would watch and that like, so hard. Or, like... Like I, I, you know, said it earlier, it's kind of a jokey title, but like Babysitter's Club After Dark, like okay. where they're like, I'm gonna skip on that one. But so now no, they no, 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 where they're where they're solving mysteries. They're like Scooby Doo but darker. Yeah, so like Psych, but gals. Yeah, and and the kids help them solve the mysteries, but they're not put in danger. Or it's like a pet pet detective type thing, but they investigate like child crimes. I think you're. Confusing Ace Ventura and Law and Order SVU. I mean, which is not a mix I don't want to see. If they're to put those together, well, there are some really major flaws in our in our thinking there there that I don't need to dive into. If there was Babysitters Club SVU, nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut that down right (laughs) here. I'm gonna say that I think this is where we end it for the evening. Okay, so okay, well, in that case, installment. In keeping with tradition, I get to give my final. Thoughts on Babysitter's Club? Uh-huh. Then? And okay. then do I also give mine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, it's an inventive idea. I think that um, I several times tried to put myself in the mindset of, like, a, a child reading it and thinking, like, this sound, this is great. I think. Yeah. Um, but also I think it's, it's a little flawed in that um, Christy is a terrible person. But other than that, I think I like the idea of it. I think I think that it's set up really well to be like a chain of, of stories that would get kids interested in reading. Uh-huh. And for that, I say like all like more power to it. Like more go babysitters club. If you're getting kids to read, apparently they've now turned them into like graphic novels. Uh-huh. That's what you said. Um so like that's cool. If they're getting kids to read, that's awesome. That being said, you made me read The Babysitter's Club, book one, Christie's uh-huh. Great Idea. Uh-huh. I, I'm really torn on what I'm going to have you. It's, I mean. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I'm really, I'm really nervous to find out. Uh, I would say my wrap-up thoughts on The Babysitter's Club. While the quality of the writing left something to be desired, and Christie is a deeply, deeply unpleasant child who I would not want to spend any time with and certainly would not want to pay to shape the minds of our future children. Um, I really enjoyed the child's feminism. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed her independence and her and her friends working out their problems on their own time uh, and in their own way. I really appreciated that they respect one another's differences and I, I, I would say that I would still... I, I still think these are excellent books for children. I don't need to now read two through eight billion. No, thank God. I am a little interested in reading one of the mysteries again. Yeah? But we'll see. I have also have a stack of books on my bedside table that's usually about 12 high, so okay. I, don't, I don't think okay. I'll be able to prioritize it. Okay. But all in all, I, I stand by my choice. I choose my choice. Yeah. I no, it was I think it was a great choice. Um I don't know. I'm still leaning towards Highlander. So you think you're going to go back to a movie next week? I don't know. Like, maybe it's either going to be Highlander or one of the Batman graphic novels. Oh, right. 
Um, yeah, books are fun. Books are more fun. It's a slightly longer turnaround. Um, it's a slightly longer turnaround, but I think that, like, in a graphic novel, I think you, one, I would be really curious to see if you actually got into it and liked it. Because you've looked at me reading, like, looked over my shoulder while I was reading them and thinking, oh, that looks really cool. What was the one that you still have as uh, your background shot? Mmm, nice roast beef or something. Oh, no, I'll have the pulled pork. I'll have the pulled pork. Uh, that That's was, close. yeah, that, close. that was Amanda Waller uh, saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyhow. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Babysitter's Club, uh, Christie's Great Idea. Uh, Christie's. Uh, Christy Christy's great idea and bad personality. Christy's great idea uh, and yeah, Christy sucks. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.